Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm very loud in my ears today. I like it. All right. To the Linesight 2020 pod. Uh, I, of course, am Scott. I'm Brendan. And we're back. What a great weekend of football last week for the Linesight 2020 subscribers. How did we do? 5-2-1 and one in the NFL, plus 2.9 units. College was middling, 7-7, seven and seven, minus 2 units. Bleh. But uh, the NFL the last two weeks, 10-3-2. All right. So and, that's what most people like. And though. for the season, fifteen seven and two. That's good NFL football. Fifteen out of twenty three. Uh, so go to www.linesite2020.com. All of our historical performances there. Uh, subscribe. First month is free. First month is free. It's free. That means it's li- you it costs just zero dollars. Take it, and we. Give you your money back. <laughs> you just many- take it and we give it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our new tagline. It's like the line, <laughs> line side 2020 pod. You take it and we just give it. We're pitchers and catchers over here. That's right. Uh, so fantastic. Uh, let's let's start with the aforementioned NFL. Uh, you know, the interesting games from the weekend, I think obviously Miami beating Buffalo at home. We, of course, were on Miami plus four. And Plus they get five. the win. Plus five. Plus five. And they get the win. Uh, what were your takeaways from that game? My takeaway mainly was that, boy, it's humid as hell in Miami. That it makes. Just dropping like flies. That makes people uh, want to quit yeah. a little bit. Uh, the Buffalo Bills Mafia traveled like crazy to South Beach. Did you see uh, some of those highlights pregame? I did not. People were jumping like. On sand tables built out of sand castles and threw like them. Like the old thing you had for your kids, like back in the day, the little bitty sand table. Where yeah, they, it was like a sand table. Played in the sand. It, it was sort of making uh, a setting joke for Buffalo Bills fans, but they were still pounding Goldschlager and Jägermeister, and that's quite a group that uh, the Bills have assembled. Good vacation spot if you're going Buffalo to Miami. Yeah. Solid. Much, much better. Um, th- I see that the Buffalo ran 90 plays of offense. That's like... That's Texas Tech against Texas yeah, kind of that stuff. that is a college statistic. I, I don't know the last time a team in the NFL ran 90 plays and lost. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Um, I, I didn't realize it was that many plays. It didn't seem like it, but... Uh, Josh it, Allen had 400 yards passing. Yeah. The the Buffalo offense almost had 500 yards. The Miami offense had 250 yards. And didn't that game go under? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It went under. And it, I guess it was all the end of the halves, right? The end of the halves, Josh Allen just messes up the clock, essentially. He's done that before. He likes to do that. Tua, was he concussed or no? Go. Yes. <laughs> Hard yes. You don't think it was a back problem? I do like how he's appearing in this week's injury report as a back problem. Yeah, that feels right. Uh, so we're just going to ignore the head woozy? <laughs> I have back problems as well, but I'm not stumbling all over myself whenever I'm trying to walk around. I was surprised that we didn't see him vomiting. Like <laughs> It looked like he was about to throw up. His head just bounced right off the turf. It's crazy looking. Um, that, was a, that was a great game, though. Fun to watch um, from start to finish. Philly, Philly's good, FYI. Does Watch Jordan, out, Cowboy fans. Does Jordan Davis play for them? 
Jordan Davis the highest graded pass rush in the NFL this week. Well, that was that was Monday morning. He was graded that, but so Micah Parsons may have passed him just because he's dominant against everyone. Are we getting me a Jordan Davis jersey for my birthday? Can I get you a Georgia one? Because I don't want to give any money to the Eagles. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. That's kind of weird. I think why? Because it's aren't we looking for current? No, you're just looking for like I want to root for this player because he's my favorite player and I'm super G for him. All right. <laughs> no, that's you, not me. Oh. Uh Cowboys and Giants on Monday night. Uh we had the under. I'm sorry, we had the over we 39. Had the over. <laughs> it didn't matter. I mean, this is like the quintessential Vegas. It's 39 and a half. It kind of dipped down to 38 and a half for a second and it lands on 39. Like, unbelievable how good these people are at their jobs. Yeah. It, NFL's got to be a lot easier to set a total than, than college because you're you're dealing with parameters that are much more um, boxed in. The under 63% this year across the board. I knew it was, I knew it was high. Uh, That's that, crazy. That seemed like a low total. Um, you know who doesn't go under? The Lions. They go over. They go over all the time. They go over uh, by a considerable amount. Because they can't play defense, and they actually kind of have a little something on offense. So Cowboys-Giants total over is our first push of the year, I believe. Second push. Oh, we had another one? Yeah, we had one last week. Oh, it was uh, Pittsburgh and the Patriots. Yes, the, the, the three-point three points. Okay. Um, we had Carolina beating the Saints. We had them as dogs, plus three at home. Um, da, da, da. The Bengals bounced back nicely against the lowly Jets. We didn't have that game. I know, but they can they bounce back. You just love the Bengals. I just want to talk about Joe Burrow every week. You get a you get a Jordan Davis jersey for me, I'll get you a Joe Burrow jersey. Ooh, sounds like a pretty good trade off. I'll get you an Ohio State Joe Burrow jersey. Okay. <laughs> Do they sell those? You have to custom make that one. Custom. Uh Aaron Rodgers goes down to Tampa, beats Tom Brady. That was my absolute favorite game of the week. Was was Green Bay plus two at Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay just there's literally no one. They threw the ball to Scotty Miller like thirteen times. It's, they threw it to Cole Beasley one time. I saw. Is he on the other team? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's he, on the Buccaneers. He's on the Bucks. He's on the Bucks. The Broncos somehow win against the Forty ers at home, eleven to ten. Who wants to not win a football game? Both teams raise your hand. Yeah, the Broncos definitely don't want to win. And then the Cowboys and, and Giants game, Cooper Rush, k- kind of good. I mean, just bus driving the heck out of this thing. Quarterback controversy. No, no. Uh, their defense is phenomenal, though. They yeah. they uh, pressured Daniel Jones 24 times in one game. That's, it seemed like more than that. It's an NFL record. Yeah, it even seemed like more than that. He seemed like he was under duress the whole time. Yeah, he made some really nice plays in the first half, I thought, getting – out of the pocket, like up the middle and of the field. And going up the middle, yeah. And he just, I remember that. And, he, and sometimes he was just like, well, screw this. This is not going to happen. And he would just do it straight away and like take the snap and then just keep running forward. And it wasn't a design run. He's an interesting study because I don't really, still don't know what to think of him, really. Right. I mean, he seems more backup than anything else to me right now. That's fair. But I, you know, I'd take him, I'd probably take him over Mitch Trubisky, yeah. quite honestly. Did you see the Sterling Shepard injury? Yeah, it looked bad. I don't. He was like walking down the field, and then he just collapsed. It just popped on him. 
I've watched the I've watched the replay. It popped on him like you could see it. Just something. Was it something ACL? Yeah, it was ACL. It is okay. It looked more like patellar to me or something that would just like snap like that instead of an ACL where you almost have to tear it. I mean, it looked like it just popped God. right then in there. So bad. All right, that is our NFL recap. Let's talk about Week Four a little bit. Uh, this is the the game we debated the most between ourselves. Uh, Dolphins minus four at Cincinnati. Dolphins plus four at plus. Cincinnati. Uh, as we've talked about, the the Fins, obviously 3-0. 3-0 ATS, coming off a big win against Buffalo. I really like the Bengals minus four in this uh, instance. You like the Dolphins plus four. Did. Did. Uh, my handicap is simply this. They, they defended 90 plays in the heat. And now they travel on a short week to Cincinnati. And they come off a really, really big win against what was theoretically the best team in the NFL. Like Buffalo last week, everyone's like, you know, they're killing everybody. So they come off a giant win. They're gassed. They got to travel. It's a short week. I, I love Cincinnati here. Who's a better offensive tackle right now? Lyle Me. Collins or Corey Stringer? Who's that? Is he dead? <laughs> He's the dead guy. Uh, yeah, I. You know, Lyle Collins obviously left the Cowboys and went to Bengals, and I, the Bengals really thought they upgraded their offensive line significantly in the offseason. They were convinced. That does not seem to be the case. They look deplorable on that line. I think Lyle Collins likes to f- be a team guy and, and fight for his quarterback more than he actually likes to block for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love the Bengals there. Uh, next game of import uh, Cowboys minus three and a half versus the commanders. Uh, that's not what our run sheet says. <laughs> Here's a copy of that. <laughs> it says the to... Redskins. Well, it did Redskins. say the commanders. I put a line through it. Then the editing phase this is the Washington Redskins. That is what we will call these people. <laughs> that could work in so many different ways. So the Cowboys minus three and a half at home mm-hmm. against Washington. What's your cap on this one, my friend? Um, just like the Cowboys ran, rushed and pressured Daniel Jones, I see the exact same thing at Carson Wentz, who was sacked nine times by the Eagles last nine week. Nine times. Um, I think they're just going to pound Washington. Washington can't play defense. They have no Chase Young. And uh, Devon Payne is like... Duran. Duran Payne is average now, somehow. I don't I understand. I think he's a little that. above average, but not by much. And I think that... Uh, I mean, I, I saw some really positive things from Dallas in the running game. Yeah, you had some holding calls by... Uh, the rookie from Tulsa, but he also is a road grader. I mean, yeah. anytime they got him out uh, pulling on the perimeter, I mean, he is looking to seek and destroy. I, I think this spot looks like Cowboys plaster is what it looks like. Now, I will say this. As Admiral Akbar once told us, it's a trap. This feels very trappy to me in terms of NFL betting 
uh, a three and a half point line at home against a team that you should dominate uh, feels very trappy. But we're gonna lay it. We're gonna lay it with the Cowboys here. It's a little. It's a short line. Um, it's a short week for Dallas, so let's let's factor that in slightly. Um, but I just don't see any way for the Redskins on a path to victory. I could see a you know a field goal game, and then that's a big L for us. But I don't see them winning this game. Of all the dogs to take on a money line, Washington would be at the very end for me. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, Lions at home v. the Seahawks. Lions minus four and a half. That line actually opened at minus six. So the Lions love has now appeared in the mm-hmm. market. Yes. Uh, the Seahawks have a, uh, a bit of a travel here to Detroit, and it's an early game. Uh, like the Lions minus four and a half here. What do you like? Lions accepting a... Uh, it's going to be a tired Seattle team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't play at this time. That's been well documented uh, throughout NFL history. Um, and I just don't like Seattle unless they're at home at all, in any circumstance. I mean, they'd have to be getting double digits in order for me to like them away from mm-hmm. Seattle. Yeah. Really and truly. Um, you know, Denver never should have won the opener. I mean, they outplayed them by significant bit uh san francisco week two just destroyed them and then last week even though they were at home they still come up uh with an l to the falcons uh detroit can score i think they are leading or second i think baltimore is number one in points per game uh but i think the lions are second or third I mean, they're going to score points. How is Seattle going to score points? Possibly no DeAndre Swift in this game. Uh, He's ending up on the injury report. He's on that every week. So you feel like he's going to play? I I think that he he may have limited snaps, but he'll probably play. Gotcha. Um, What say you? What do you got? I like that. Did you know that Dan Campbell is 15-6 and against the spread? That dude covers some games. I know. I've I've I had heard that about him, and now that you've said it, it can only be true. <laughs> I am the Wikipedia for Dan Campbell. Uh, you know the the only thing that that pulls me off of it a little bit is um, that the love is all there for the Lions, and they still kind of don't know how to win. Yeah, they should have beat the Vikings. Like. And and Dan Campbell said after the game, I messed up on fourth down, tried to kick a field goal. They missed it. And Minnesota got the ball, went down, scored. And that's got to change still. Uh, they're better, but they're still not winning games. Yeah. They can um, win this game, though. They can win this one. <laughs> yes. This is the right opponent for them at the right time. Yep, fair enough. All right. Uh, Panthers at home versus Kyler and Cliff and the Cardinals. The triple C's. Uh, is that how that works? No, those are K's. <laughs> it's KKK. It is not Cardinals with a K. Oh. Panthers are minus two. Um, so we were on the Panthers last week, and as discussed, they just needed that game. They had to have that game. And they won. I mean, they won kind of handily. Yeah, it wasn't in doubt at all. Wasn't in doubt ever. Uh, and now they're at home again, and this time you get – like the most underachieving team in the NFL 
kind of based on last year's playoffs. Cliff Kingsbury gets fired after Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Talked about this a little bit, but I just don't see NFL teams firing coaches in the middle of the season that often. That's more toward the latter part. They'll be out of playoff contention by then. Uh, it'll be time for a new voice in the room. They're tuning him out. It just, he seems like a very fireable coach. P.J. Fleck? I think he's a college guy. Yeah, okay. Um, so you like the Panthers here? I like the Panthers here. It's a two-point line. Cardinals just, man, they go very long stretches without scoring touchdowns. Yeah. I think I think they've only scored touchdowns in like one quarter this year, and it was the fourth quarter against the Raiders. Maybe two. That might be a third quarter touchdown in there. But other than that, they have not scored a touchdown in any of the other quarters through three games. I feel like the uh, Kyler Murray has to watch film is not working out well for anybody <laughs> involved. Yeah, I don't know that that's, that's going to help anyway. I think they're real. I, I don't put this on Kyler Murray at all. I think they're they're pretty bad. He's got no weapons. Like, where is Hollywood Brown? He makes very good catches, but maybe he doesn't get open. I don't know. It's Arizona doesn't really show up on on my TV watching. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you that, it, that they're not using him. He's he's not showing up in the stat sheet, and they they clearly miss DeAndre Hopkins. That's a huge huge problem for them. Yeah, we might have a little bet on the Cardinals whenever Hopkins comes back. Yeah, because certainly they'll be catching points at that at that time. Yeah, as you were wanting to bet that them not winning a game. I mean, they already won one game, but like another game the rest of the year, <laughs> right? Mm, they play Seattle, so oh yeah, can't do that. Yeah, uh, Bills at Ravens. Bills minus three currently. Love it, love it. Uh, this is bounce back for the Bills. I don't think the Ravens are very good. I still don't think they're very good. Their defense is not very good at all. And Lamar Jackson's awesome. He's awesome. If and Mark Edwards is awesome. Andrews? Whatever. God. <laughs> unbelievable. I have a podcast. It's fine. Um, so this, I'm going to make this point a lot throughout this show. So this will be the first time. If the Bills win that game in Miami, this line is a touchdown. Undefeated Buffalo going to Baltimore is a touchdown. Six and a half minimum. That's over a touchdown to you. <laughs> it is. That's the right math. Because <laughs> touchdowns are worth six points. They are. Um, I don't know. That seems really high. Four and no, but everyone's talk. Everyone's been talking about Buffalo if as the, the greatest team. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, win and cover. They would have. I mean, even if they win. They would have come back and won. It's on the road. Yeah, they go back-to-back road games at Baltimore. Baltimore has the 31st-ranked uh, pass defense in bad? the NFL. It's not good. Do you feel like Josh Allen can take advantage of that? It seems like Stephon Diggs is going to get open for Josh Allen, and if he doesn't, uh, let's look at uh, Dawson Knox getting open all day. Knox. Noxy. Love me some Noxy. Uh, I, I really like that game. I didn't really think much on it because I'm such a, a John Harbaugh at home guy mm-hmm. over the years. But this, you 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 did a great job presenting your case. Oh, thanks. Colts minus three you at home. and Mark Edwards. <laughs> who's Mark? Who's Mark Andrews? Julie Andrews. Mark Andrews is the tight end for the Ravens. That is accurate. You said Mark <laughs> Edwards, who used to be a running back for the 49ers back in the day. Okay, that's who I was thinking of. 
All right, Colts minus three uh, at home against the Titans. Here, I just I I like Frank Reich better than I like Vrabel. Vrabel's Vrabel's great. I want to fix his eye more than I want to fix any other problem in the NFL. He's a great bit coach. Vrabel is. He cusses. And he the draft, the COVID draft, when he was at his house, and he had like weird people dressed up in weird costumes, like standing behind oh, yeah, him. Yeah, that's right. He's a strange bird. He is a strange bird. So, um, but I like Reich here. Matt Ryan is terrible, but man, the Titans have nobody at receiver. I, I don't. It's weird with Matt Ryan. I don't think he's terrible. I I don't think he's getting enough time to throw the ball, but. He kind of makes plays when he needs to make plays. I love the Colts at home is just always mm-hmm. kind of a solid bet. Yeah, uh, I know. I know the Chiefs probably should have won that game if they had a kicker that wasn't uh, jacked up on steroids <laughs> and hooked everything <laughs> left. Too much bulk. Have you seen how big Butker. not Danny Amendola's brother is? <laughs> no, there there's no relation. There's two M's in this kicker's name. Uh, he is huge. I mean. Huge kicker, like Jack. So you, you can't trust that guy. You can't trust a big kicker. I mean, I used to trust Sebastian Janikowski, and he weighed like two eighty five. Yeah, that's fair. And who's but he the, was foreign. Who's, oh, I'm thinking of Jared Lorenzen. He was a quarterback, though. He's dead. All right, I think he's that's dead. True, actually, he is dead. Yeah, I know. We're gonna get to that fact checking in a moment. <laughs> uh, Top five dead quarterbacks. So, <laughs> so we love we love the Colts. I really like Billy Pittman. Michael Pittman's brother. Yeah. But he's Michael good. Pittman Jr. Um I think that uh I think the Colts win this game probably not handily, but I could see it being a, a 10 to 14 point win. Okay, let's do two more. Rams at home, Monday night football, uh NFC Championship rematch. Rams plus 2 at the 49ers. Big Monday night game. Uh, these teams fought in the NFC Championship game uh, and then were the last week of the regular season. Great game that was, too. Shanahan against McVay, great matchup. Love it. I like it when it, this game is played in San Francisco a lot better. It just mm. seems to be kind of more uh, intense. God, San Francisco looked bad, even with Jimmy G. What a letdown. I do love uh, the angle that uh, Matt Stafford uh, kind of owns the 49ers a little bit. I think they've won five straight. Um, 7-0. Um, the underdog is 7-0 in, seven and seven seven That's in this right. series. And Stafford's getting it together. And <laughs> um, no Trent Williams. That's going to be – I mean, Trent Williams is who we rode. Trent in Williams, Debo, Samuel <laughs> yeah. were our, our – our, handicaps in the playoffs that we rode the 49ers to yeah so um i i do think that cooper cups continues to be a matchup problem and jimmy g looked really just he's not so ready it's, it's, it's like he's not ready yeah uh it was, it was kind of like rushing it too soon yeah. particularly against a good defense which i would submit that the rams do have quite a quite a good defense yes yeah, a good pass rush at the very least um, so we like the Rams plus two there against 49ers. Last game, Jacksonville at Philly. Not Chiefs. S- not Chiefs. Jacksonville beat the Chargers, like, handily at the Chargers last week. I mean, I said it like week one. I know we bet on Jacksonville then and didn't win. But Doug Peterson as the coach 
gives me uh, great comfort in betting on Jacksonville. Yeah. And this, to me, revenge. Revenge for Doug Peterson back at Philly. Uh, I agree. Um, he's probably going to get a warm reception, too, because, I mean, he did deliver a Super Bowl championship to the city. Uh, I could see the Eagles maybe overlooking this game. They're probably reading a lot of press about how great they are. Oh, and yeah. By by the time this game kicks off, they could be the lone undefeated team. Mm-hmm. If Miami goes down on Thursday night, Jalen Hurts is playing great. Obviously, we've talked about the defense quite a bit. Uh, Miles Sanders is even running the football well this year. Philly is good. Philly's very, very good. Um, but I think there's something to Jacksonville. Very impressive. Um, it, Trevor Lawrence looks great. He's managing the game well. Doug good. Peterson Two influence. good running backs. Two good running backs. Uh, a pretty good defense they're assembling yep. uh, over there. And uh, I like I think that's a great dog play. I like it a lot, and that is plus six and a half Jacksonville at Philadelphia. And now we will move to the mystery top five. Did I go first last week? No, you went first. I think you did, and and I was quick on the draw to uh, uh, just bypass mine altogether. Yeah, you you did. (laughs) You were so enthralled with my food items. I wanted to jump right into NFL. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. All right, so we're going to have to do a retraction. Our um, One of our fact-checkers, who's probably the most fact-checker, uh, hawkish fact-checker, Bryant Gallette, okay. informed me. Is it Bryant? Yes, Bryant, like Kobe Bryant. I really thought it was Bryant. Sorry, Bryant. Um, <laughs> no, like Kobe Bryant. Gotcha. Uh, informed me last Thursday, uh, did I just hear you say Bob Barker is no longer with us? And I said, Oh, is he alive? He's 98. I could have swore during COVID I had read a headline that he was dead. He's alive. Sorry, Bob. We do need to fact check this quite a bit. Okay. So thank you, Mr. Gallette, for your fact checking. We'll look forward to this week's uh, oversight as well. So my mystery top five. (laughs) We'll look forward to this week's oversight. We're good at this. Go ahead. Uh, Mystery top five. Okay. In honor of the Aaron Judge home run chase that continues to just sit there and hover. Can't really get much movement. Too much pressure on that dude. Um, Top five judges in entertainment. Okay. It's to be an entertainment deal. So I didn't want to leave it exclusively to TV shows. Okay. So just know that. Mystery top five. In entertainment. Entertainment. I'm going with Judge Ito. He is not in my top five, but I did look at that hard. Does he count as being in entertainment? This is the judge for the OJ trial. It, it can be. So that's a qualified answer for sure. I, okay. I'll accept that answer Thank because you. he was on TV every single day for like five months. Yeah, a long time. Um, and he's very famous. Johnny Cochran played the sax for him. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest Saturday Night Live bit. That was judge, very you know, good. I want to play a little saxophone for you. <laughs> that was so good. So good. Who was Chris Rock? Who was uh, Johnny Cochran? Johnny Cochran in that scenario, I think was Chris. I'm pretty sure it was Chris Rock. Yeah, that feels right. Um, God, it was so long ago. Yeah, but I think that's right. I'll play a little jazz saxophone for you. <laughs> uh, Judge Ito, right, for, for you youngsters, was the presiding judge in the criminal court case, People versus O.J. Simpson. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. I just said that. You did. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going with Judge Wapner. 
did not make my list either. Really? That means I've got a pretty crafty list. That is a really crafty not list. Not bad. Judge Wapner presided over the People's Court. Have you already said this, too? <laughs> no. Jackass? No. Um, no. Judge Wapner presided over the People's Court for like 13 years. Hold on. Judge... Oh, man. Let me look this up. Judge Wapner was a judge for a giant case, like in the 50s. Um. God, I just heard this the other day. Let me look it up. People, while I'm looking it up. People versus the Washington Redskins. <laughs> no, it was not that. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with Judge Judy. Judge Judy is number five Ooh, on my list. Wow. You have cracked the God, top you, five. You do have a crack. I've got list. a very good list here. I'm very excited about this list. Judge Judy, of course, is uh, the mean woman uh, who took over basically for Judge Wapner, sort of filled She's in that nice. space. Uh, very rude to the customers that come into the courtroom uh, for petty theft. Not the band. Yes, not the band. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with next Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey is not on my list because I don't think he's a judge. He has like a real a weird judge show. Yeah, it's but, a, oh, he has to be a judge. It, well, no, it's but Aaron an, Judge is not a judge. It's it's an acceptable answer. It's just I don't know him in that context, and he was not considered. Okay. Um, and my final judge, Judge Reinhold. Number three on my list. That's very good. You got two out of five. Thank you. That's pretty darn solid. Judge Reinhold, fantastic judge. Beverly Hills Cop and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fantastic. I loved that movie, and I still do. Every time Fast Times appears on my TV, I'm in it for at least half an hour. Sure. I love all the scenes. Judge Wapner... Uh, presided over the Charles Manson case. No longer with us? Mm, correct. Died in 2017 at the age of 97. Oh, man, these guys on TV live a long time. No doubt. Except Must for be Chris the Farley. Must be the makeup. All right. Your top five. Go ahead. Number four. Mike Judge. Oh, great one. Yeah. Not bad, huh? Mike Judge, of course, of Office Space. Love Office Space. We'll watch more than 30 minutes if that comes on my TV. Super underrated. What is it underrated? I think it's probably properly rated. Properly rated. Okay, it's fantastic. But still great. Yeah. I think it holds up. I don't know because I haven't worked in 20 years, so I have no idea really what the <laughs> office setting is like. It's still the same, yes. Um, also created Beavis and Butthead. Correct. And, I mean, huge uh, accomplishment. Uh, Hank Hill. What's yeah, that yeah. One? King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Also King of the Hill. I was going to get to that one, um, but I kind of wanted it to be like chronological. Gotcha. Um, he also invented pieces of flair. <laughs> he invented pieces the of flair. The term pieces of flair. Okay. I like that. The no longer Jennifer with us? Aniston. Oh, no. My judge, definitely alive. Okay. I'm going to have to say this on all of them. All right. Number two, Judge Harry Stone from Night Court. That was that was definitely in my brain for sure. He was so great. I loved that show. I didn't miss an episode. I used to watch that with my dad. That was on Thursday night TV, eight thirty slot on NBC after Cheers. Who's the actor? Uh, would be Harry Anderson, I think. Yeah, Harry Anderson that feels right. Yeah, he had the same first same name. same first name. Harry Anderson, correct. Great. Looks like Dana Carvey. He does kind of look like Dana Carvey. Yeah. Marky Post. Mm hmm. John Larroquette. Was she the DA or the defense attorney? She was the and prosecutor. And was the defense attorney. Yes. Yeah. And Bull was and in there. Bull was great. Is he, he with us? Well, let me look that up. You keep talking, though. 
I love Night Court. Uh, it appeared before L.A. Law, which Richard Mole was bull. Still with us? Hold, please. I believe so. Uh, yes, still with us. He is 79 years old. Number one, number one okay. judge number in one entertainment. Judge. This will not be debated. Okay. <laughs> I like, you don't want to debate any of your number ones. Well, I'm just, I would be shocked if you would put up a rebuttal okay. on this. Okay. Judge Smales. <laughs> he loves to crack a champagne bottle on a yacht. Well, we're waiting. <laughs> Judge Smales is fantastic. Every line he delivers in the movie Caddyshack is gold. Yes, that's I true. I literally can't think of anything he says that isn't funny in that movie. And his facial expressions, second to none. Yes, he's the perfect overact. Like overacted country club member, right? It's I like, guess you don't. I guess you don't. I guess you don't. <laughs> you <laughs> buy Bushwood. <laughs> I love Judge Smales. Uh, the great Ted Knight is yes. the actor, and I do believe that he is no longer with us. Can we check on that? Yes, we can check on that. Ted Knight, uh, not with us. Okay. Ted Knight passed away in 1986. Oh, my God, that's awful. He's 62 years old. I had no idea. Yeah, that's crazy. He's a great actor. Mary Tyler Moore show. Yes. Lots of great stuff from Ted Knight. All right. What do you got? You seem to come up with a mystery top five that has to do with, uh, I don't know, something you may or may not put in your mouth. Well, this is, uh, okay, well, um, maybe. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Top five. (laughs) Top five. Comic actors of all time. <clears throat> okay, so I did. We did. Com- we did comedy specials a while back. That was probably like episode eight of the previous. Here's the deal podcast. But top five comic actors. So, just as a qualifier, because I always have those. Mm-hmm. Are we going to use like the Kool Aid Man in there? Since you can, that's a food unit of sorts. <laughs> no, there's no food. Can't well, eat there- any of these people. I mean, no. There's some. There's food in a name here or there. Okay, so top five. Not com- to give anything away. Top five comedy guys <laughs> of all time. Of all time. Man, this list could be twenty. There's so many great ones. That's correct. I gotta go. Chevy Chase is in my top five. That's fine. He's not in my top five. But wow. yeah, I'm with you. Okay, I'm with you. He he recently popped into my brain when you said, "Man, it could be like twenty people." I'm like, "Oh yeah, Chevy Chase should probably be on there." I mean, he's Clark W. Griswold. He's he's a lot of things, and he's great in all of them. In most of them. In most of them. The latter part of his career hasn't been... Did you ever watch Community? I watched a couple episodes, and it's I couldn't... Fig- funny. Yeah, and I couldn't figure out if he was any good in it, though. Yeah, he was okay. He was kind of like the senile old guy that was at a community college. It was a funny show. All right. All right. Um, Chris Farley? Chris Farley. Number one. Number one. Wow. I went number one. I went from nothing to number one. Yeah. And and it really, I mean, everything he did, there was not a misstep in there. I I don't think I've ever seen anything where he wasn't. Short burst, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's no longer with us. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, But everything he was in, just, just laugh out loud funny. What's your favorite? You can't say SNL because that's not, you know, that's just a... I think my favorite would be Tommy Boy. Yeah. I'm going to agree with that. He's just, he's he's nonstop. But he's, I mean, all of his genius, it was SNL. I mean, every right. skit. 
the the the, the Chippendales with Patrick Swayze. Oh, God, so <laughs> it's great. one of the funniest things you will ever watch in your life. Neither no longer with us. Correct. Or both no longer with us. Correct. I shouldn't say neither. It's double <laughs> double negative. Go ahead. All right. So that's two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with my third one just based on some diversity issues. Okay. I've got to go Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy didn't make the list. He was a definitely a consideration. I considered him a little bit more comic, but then I thought, well, Beverly Hills Cop, great. 48 Hours, great. Like, he is a great... Trading Places, great. great. He is a great comic actor, for sure. He coming should likely to, be in my top five. Coming to America. Yes. Great. I didn't see the second one. I didn't either. But the first one. I and mean. when he... Like, and uh, what's the fat guy? Flubber one. Uh, oh, professor. Uh, Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor, great. Yeah. The first one's real funny. And then he's Donkey. Yes. He's pretty. He's pretty amazing. He is amazing. All right, so I got two more left to go. Yep. Um, I would like to say, in terms of comedy, you know, a lot of this is going to be SNL stuff because these guys went into great. That's fair. Movies. Adam Sandler to me. I know he plays a lot of drama, uh, particularly nowadays. But the Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison uh, run is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, and he has a few misses, I think, in there, um, which is why he did not make my list. But I actually like his dramatic stuff better. I like his dramatic stuff, too. You ever see Spanglish? I did. I love that movie. Underrated movie. Very good movie. You ever seen Punch Drunk Love? Absolutely. That's hardcore. I watched Punch Drunk Love like a month ago. Is that weird? For the first time? <laughs> no, no, like mm. for the second time. But it just randomly popped up. I was like, yeah, I want to watch that. He was great in that gambling movie he was in recently. Um. God, what's the name of that movie? I didn't see it. I, oh, I you came up with the NBA one. Like yeah, where he's Hustle. The NBA co- that was good too. Yeah, that was I haven't on seen Netflix. that yet. I've yet to seen that. Uh, see that in, in Adam Sandler's Arsenal. All right, give me and your I last just one. Feel, I feel bad because there's so many guys I would include in this, and we're going to get hammered on this. No, that's the whole point. Uh, Bob Goldthwait. No, um, <laughs> Bobcat. Ooh. I I will take Gilbert Godfrey. That's a good one. That is a good one. I will take as the last comedian in my top five, Bill Murray. Ooh, great one. Not on my list either. Um, my list is much more recent, I guess. Okay. Well, I don't know. Uh, Bill Murray, obviously excellent in Caddyshack, along with Chevy Chase. Dr. Pete Vankman. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Uh, what about Bob? Bob Wiley. That's a fantastic movie. Very underrated film. Yes. Um, Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. That's where he's gambling on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw a preview of that. I hadn't seen that either. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of movies because guess what? I watch a lot of sports. No way. For All real. Right, my top five comic actors. Number five, Vince Vaughn. Love Vince Vaughn. Watched him last night in Old School. Old School's great. Wedding Crashers is great. Uh that one, uh, the breakup. The breakup's great. Funny, very good. Movie. Vince Vaughn, kind of the same act character in every movie, but really funny. Did all he the quit time. acting? I haven't seen him in anything in a long time. He was in that Four Christmases movie. That's a funny movie. That is. Google me, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> I like Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, come back, be in more movies. Ben Stiller, number four. Okay, very good. Uh, I, I, down here at the bottom, I was really toying with the Owen Wilson. You know, he almost made the list, but Ben Stiller has done such a diverse amount of things, and he's great in all of them. Something about Mary. Something about Mary. Along came Polly. Dodgeball. Zoolander. Dodgeball. I mean, he is also gr- Vince Vaughn. He's great 
Uh, he's in Happy Gilmore. He's great as like the almost too overacting, like crazy person, like Dodgeball. Uh, and then he's great in like a more subtle role. He's a great actor and a great director. Good, good. Number three, Jim Carrey. Ooh. I'm a I'm, huge Jim Carrey fan. I think he's a better serious actor than he is a comedian. You know, like Truman Show? I like Truman Show. I like Man on the Moon when he plays, oh, Andy when he plays a comedian. Yeah. He um, but plays it's a Andy serious... Kaufman playing another person. <laughs> yeah. So he plays a, a, a comic. Yes. As a serious person. Yeah. In a serious movie. Uh, he's all right. He's all right. He's he's good. Number three on my list. I know. Okay. Did you see Sonic the Hedgehog too? Yeah. That may change your opinion of Jim Carrey. Do you know how many times I've seen Sonic and Sonic Two? I bet it's twenty each. Oh God. <laughs> it is on a loop at my house. Oh horrible. Number two on my list, John Candy. Very good. Cannot dispute that. No longer with us. No longer with us. Stripes. Uncle Buck. Orange Whip, Orange Whip, Orange Whip. Uh, Blues Brothers. I mean, he's... The Great Outdoors, Chet Ripley. And Chris Farley is number one. Is number one. You know, John Candy obviously comes up in sports a lot because that's the whole Joe Montana comeback. Hey, look, there's John Candy in the crowd. Cool Joe. I love John Candy. And that was, of course, the mystery top five. Way to go, Scott. All right, let's talk about the NCAA and its football games. Some will be moved to different dates. Some will be canceled. Yeah, so game at Central Florida, I think, is moving already. That's an SMU game, right? And the game, yeah, and the game at South Florida, which is East Carolina, I think. Yeah, Tampa is not looking good. New, no, new, no. and uh, uh, prayers and where wish it well wishes for all the people in Florida. This is Hurricane Ian McGregor. No, Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Yeah. Okay. Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a funny hurricane. Okay. Um, let's talk about the run sheet. Last week, seven and seven minus two units. You know, it it felt worse. <laughs> God, some bad losses in there. We had Texas, uh, obviously. And again, the Texas and, and Tech, you know, Texas loses to Tech. In Lubbock, likely the last time they'll play them. I didn't know this. That's the first time they've lost since the Michael Trab yeah. Trab Tree catch game. That's right. That's I sent crazy. that. I sent that out to a group of listeners that before the game. Fifteen years, something like that. Uh, two thousand eight. So yeah, fourteen years. Fourteen. They years. hadn't lost in the Tortilla Dome. Um, and they go up there and they were dominating that game. It was thirty-one fourteen. They're just kind of cruising along. And then Tech just kind of ekes their way back, and then the guy that never fumbles the ball fumbles in literally the worst time you can fumble. The first play of overtime? You can't fumble at a worst time. When you're guaranteed points, more than likely? Yes. Oh, my God. And if you give up any points, you lose the game. Uh, and so for poor B. John Robinson, you know, we talked a lot about Texas this week, minus nine at home against Virginia or West Virginia, and I thought I B. John Robinson might come out and have 200 yards. I mean, he might just be – Peeved. He's been carrying a football around campus, and people are trying to punch it out. I just like that. Darnell Jefferson. <laughs> That's right. Program. Just, just like Omar Epps in the program. Um, Arkansas A&M, of course, in Jerry World. Arkansas, I don't know how they lost that game. 
It makes no sense. Well, somebody stripped the ball and then handed it to a teammate. That was one way they lost the game. The other way was a field goal in a environment where the elements were not at play. Off Dinged the top? the top. That's amazing. The top of the stick. I heard it happened once last year as well, but that's like, I've never seen that in my life. That's crazy. Especially with a game on the line. It's just That's, that's almost too dramatic. Um, KJ I, Jefferson somehow thought he could jump, dive into the end zone from the five. He's very long. He's not that long. He's 6'4". Yeah, not that long. Okay. Anything else on that game? I love that game. That game was very fun to watch. It and cool. And I was very happy that we got the very rare cover on a two-and-a-half line. Yes, that's huge. Iron Skillet, TCU, basically dominated SMU. Ass-whipping in the heat. We talked a lot about that game. We should have bet it, but we didn't. Uh, TCU just had more weapons, more time to prepare, more coach knowledge of the other team. There was a lot of things going for TCU in that game. It was 28-7. to They ended up winning 35-27 or something. But it was it was not that close. Yeah, I, I caught the first half of that game. It looked like TCU was well on their way to just blowing the doors off of it. And it's kind of interesting that SMU fought back. But SMU's kind of a gritty team. Yeah. So not too terribly surprised. TCU looks good. Yeah. I'm kind of impressed with the Sunny Dykes, Sarah. Yeah, we will talk about them later uh, as they travel or as they host uh, OU this week. Clemson uh, at Wake. We had Clemson minus seven. They won by six in overtime. Boo. Their defense looked terrible. Their their uh, D-backs just pass interference after pass interference, and Sam Hartman just chucked the ball all over the field against him. That that offense is tough to defend. Yep. The the, the long delay RPO. That's it's, so weird They run looking. it to perfection, really. Um, but Clemson defensively, just what a letdown. Um, I was pretty upset with that loss. It seemed like history was going to repeat itself in the first half, and uh, Wake just continued to battle back. I, Clemson, not a top ten team. No, they're just not. No, we'll look for them to lose this week. Actually, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, da, 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 Michigan, Georgia, Miami. You know which one of those doesn't uh, belong? Obviously, Miami lost to Middle Tennessee State at home. Bad. Bad. It was like thirty-one to three at one point. That was a really embarrassing thing to have happen. That's unbelievable. Like we talked about Middle Tennessee earlier this season as being one of the worst teams, and they're they go bad. Beat Miami. Uh, Georgia played with their food <laughs> against Kent State. They ran a reverse to Brock Bowers on the first play <laughs> from from scrimmage to open the game, and he runs it all the way for a touchdown because he is. Pretty incredible. He's awesome. And then they just sort of lost interest, it seemed like, Yeah. against Kent State. I We're not going to play this game, but I would not be the least bit surprised if they walloped Mizzou by 40. Yeah. Um, expect Mizzou to score zero points, so feel good about that. Uh, Michigan kind of messed around with with Maryland. You know, it's kind of a whatever. You, you don't think Michigan's that good. Uh, I think they're good. I think they're better in Clemson. Um, I don't think that they're a top four team in the country. They're fringy. Biggest liabilities in Vegas currently: Michigan and Ohio State for the national title. I don't like McNamara at quarterback. I yeah. think I've settled on that. Okay, that that 
opinion. I just don't like what happens if he gets pressured. I feel like he's going to buckle at any moment, and we'll get more into that in a little bit as well. I Michigan's they're fine where they are. They, you know, they get to play Ohio State. Whatever, if they beat Ohio State, obviously they deserve probably to be there, assuming they don't falter between now and then more than one time. Ohio State just drilling people. Mm. Hit that one. Tennessee hosted Florida. (laughs) As I said on the podcast and to you, this is a game I feel like Tennessee just fumbles around and like doesn't do well. They needed one more first down to cover. And they had like... And your handicap was actually really, really good. I mean, they should have destroyed Florida. They did exactly what we said they were going to do. They put Florida into a spot where they had to throw the ball a ton. And Anthony Richardson actually did all right. You know, he wasn't as bad as as he had been the previous games. And so that led to them being very, very close in this one. They, they almost, they got an onside kick at the end. Oh, here's a good question. Why? When you kick an onside kick. Can the receiving team return it, but the kicking team can't advance it? Can't advance it. I don't understand that rule. I'd have to think on that one, I think. That's a weird that one. is a good question. Because the Florida guy at the end of the game, uh, they kick an onside kick. The Florida guy catches it in stride in and stride. is just headed down the sideline. They're in field goal range at that yeah. point. Not that it mattered, but I'm just saying, they were wow, closer. look how close they, they were to start. Yeah, so they take it back to where he actually uh, got the ball, and mm-hmm. Tennessee ends up winning 38-33. Kansas State beats OU in OU. As we discussed, Kansas State just kind of owns OU. They beat them bad. They went up and down the field on OU's defense. They beat them bad. Oh, but Scott, Brenda Venables, he's so defensively awesome. I didn't say that. No, I know. People say that. Um, That wasn't you. It was people. They they so that was regular humans. They they beat they beat them bad. That game was not really close. Is Kansas State for real? It wouldn't shock me if they played for the Big Twelve Championship. Okay. I, I, I would be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. Is the Big Twelve very mediocre? No, I think it's pretty good. You think it's pretty good? I think there's a, there's a lot of teams at the top. There's a lot of Cause teams. Because it feels like, if you're saying K-State, OU, Texas, Baylor, Iowa State, Tech, maybe, I mean, they're all just kind of there, I think. I don't know. I don't think it, I don't think the conference is very good. Um, okay. I mean, that's fair. I just, from what I've seen, they look pretty good to me. Watching football? Watching football, <laughs> they look pretty good to me. Uh, they may not get a team in the, in the, in the playoff. Because uh, I don't think any of those teams are necessarily as good as the top three, the undisputed top three. So you're really looking at a spot for one. Yep. And there's probably a lot of teams that, that could possibly make a claim at that. Yep. All right. That is last week's recap. Let's go to this week. Kentucky at Ole Miss. Kentucky plus six and a half currently uh, visits Lane Kiffin and the running Rebs. What do you got? Kentucky gets disrespected every single week. It's crazy. <laughs> They're getting Chris Rodriguez back this week after his month-long suspension. I'm kind of impressed that Mark Stoops stuck by that. 
that's a really long time for the SEC's leading rusher from a year ago to sit out when you're Kentucky. Yeah. It's not like they have a bunch of four stars sitting behind him where you're like, uh, oh, you just you you sit out for a while. Like they need that guy. Um, and their defense is just rock solid. They're just good. And mm-hmm. they're st- yeah, they just get no love from the market ever. Well, we love them. And they just keep winning. I love them. I love them. I love them in this spot. I like Ole Miss, too. We've been on Ole Miss uh, at least twice this last year. Last two weeks, yep. We lost and last week. They lo- they beat Tulsa, but not by enough. Yeah, they're probably looking ahead to uh, this week's huge matchup. It's 11 a.m. kick, if I'm not mistaken. It's pretty early. Um, I Man, I, I like both teams, uh, but I don't see why you wouldn't take the points in this one. All right. Let's talk about Michigan and Iowa. Maybe you should talk about it since I'm so biased. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you love Iowa so much. It's unbelievable. I can't believe how much you love Iowa. I've, but, yeah, you can. I've loved them for a two decade. decades. <laughs> two decades. Two decades. Ever since you went to Texas, you've loved Iowa. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Is that a weird statement? Went to Texas. Tell people I have a degree from Iowa. Yeah. And, and you love Iowa plus 11 at home. Oh, against Michigan, geez. 11 a.m. kick, dog. Uh, it'll be loud. So the the stat that I sent you about Iowa's scoring is uh, it was sent to me by my brother-in-law, Jody Flippin, and it's a funny stat. So it is Iowa's offense has scored 24 points. That's four touchdowns. Iowa's kicker has scored 21 points, and Iowa's defense has scored 16 points. Their offense is terrible. Still more efficient in the red zone than the Texas A&M Aggies. That's a statistic. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah, because the Aggies really like to score big touchdowns and not small ones. They're 3-1. and one. They've got a great defense. Iowa is going to be 3-1 and one with a great defense. All right, so... You and we talked about this a little bit. That's why I kind of led into it. You just kind of don't really like Michigan that much. Cade McNamara, not that great. Iowa's defense, really good. Early kick, big line. Yeah. So Ronald Reagan was the president the last time Michigan went in and covered double digits at Iowa. Is that true? No, but it could be. (laughs) It's been a really, really long time. Uh, The Hawkeyes have won four straight at home against Michigan outright. Um, they cover against these guys every year. The greatest thing in sports gambling is betting on something that just always happens. And <laughs> Iowa covering double digits at home, I don't care how bad their offense is, because it's always bad. It's like never good. So you're saying this game is 21-14. I think it's... I think it's even uglier than that. Give me 18 to 15. <laughs> 18 to 50. Lots of field goals. Hawkeyes. Oh, that's not going to happen. Uh, all right. Oklahoma State travels to Baylor. Uh, Oklahoma State plus two and a half at Baylor. So basically the line says these are the same team uh, in terms of performance. You feel like that's true? We watched them play in the Big 12 championship game, and that game came down to one yard. Yeah, I mean, at an on a neutral field, I do not. No, we are not playing this. Not even coming close to it. I give Baylor the slight edge because they are at home and their fans are are way into it. 
you know, half of them live in the 75238 zip code. Um, <laughs> so there's a little bias there. As the media will tell you. And uh, I, I just, it's Spencer Sanders. If Spencer Sanders can play top flight at his best, Oklahoma State will win the game. Yeah, you're getting good Spencer Sanders. But I don't know that that's going to happen. I really, I, I have my doubts on it, which is another reason to lean Baylor. Um, Baylor throwing the football, not too too convincing so far. Right. Yeah, Shapin hasn't been all that. Um, I yeah, I never get a, I can never get a handle on Oklahoma State. I don't know. They're they're like a top ten team, or and they lose two games. I don't know. They're just kind of all Gundy is all over the board to me. Covered nine of their last ten games. That's pretty solid. All right, Alabama minus seventeen and a half at Arkansas. This one you like quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, not as much as Iowa. Because the team that they're playing, the the opponent here is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Are they better than they were last year? Is is Alabama a better team this year than they were last year? So the line last year in this game, Arkansas plus 20 and a half at Alabama. And essentially, what this line is saying, Arkansas plus 17 and a half at home, it's basically saying that these two teams are the exact same teams from last year in which Arkansas lost to Alabama at Alabama by seven points. So do you believe that these two teams are the same, to your point? Um, and we don't, right? We think Bama's probably a little worse, and we think Arkansas is probably a little better. And so this line just makes sense for us to, to pound Arkansas here at plus 17.5. If a football does not hit the top of the upright last Saturday at Jerry World, and you have KJ Jefferson two undefeated teams yeah. playing – at Arkansas, you're telling me that that's a 17-point line. Yeah, it's not. It's nine points. It's eight and a half, nine points and if I, these two teams are undefeated. I think Arkansas beats a by three touchdowns if they score on that K.J. Jefferson fumble. So many things happen in a football game, and, yeah, that's just the way it, it ended. I just think that if you are going to lay chalk with Alabama here, you're insane. You either don't bet it or you bet Arkansas. Yep. We're betting Arkansas. NC State travels to Clemson. NC State plus six and a half on the road. Uh, you know, the the only issue I have with this game is it, the hurricane's going to affect it. And NC State loves to chuck it around. They do, but they can also run the ball. Um, I think NC State has circled this game uh, since uh, the summer, but it would also be a repeat of winning last year. I really think Clemson is pretty much the same team as last year with the exception of that secondary is bad. So this may sound like a joke, but this is literally NC State's chance to get into the college football playoff. Mm -hmm. They win this game. They're in the driver's seat for the ACC. They're going to go to the ACC championship game, obviously. And you got to have a fourth team in the playoffs. And one of those is going to be a conference champion. And we're just not sure. And if it's an undefeated NC State, it'll be them. Probably so. Boy, it's going to be hard. So to, weird. It's going to be hard to keep them out, especially if Texas Tech has a magical season. I mean, if Texas Tech goes to nine and three, or even eight and four, and NC State owns a victory over gotcha. Texas Tech, a, a convincing one. I know it was only like a third or fourteen point win, but it was convincing. Yeah. Um, I don't see any reason. Why they win? That team's loaded with NFL talent. I taking the points here is awesome. 
Love it, love it. Love it. OU, as we previously mentioned, travels to TCU. OU minus six and a half at TCU. You love TCU plus six and a half here, just simply based on the fact that Kansas State ran all over them. And TCU's got some athletes. Uh, Sonny Dykes has has immediately brought a change in culture and attitude to the Horned Frogs. Uh, Wasn't quite so sure. I know that SMU shouldn't necessarily be the measuring stick. Uh, for for a team's uh, trajectory, although I still say SMU's a pretty good team. Um, that's an emotional game, a rivalry game, all the things. And I don't think that OU is very tough to to in terms of stopping the other the uh, the opposition. Yeah. I really don't. And I think uh, Max Duggan is a hell of a quarterback. Very solid. Like TCU plus six and a half at home uh, against OU. All right, I'm going to race by a couple. South Alabama minus nine at Louisiana Lafayette. Louisiana Lafayette is terrible, and South Alabama is kind of good. They lost by one at UCLA on a last-second field goal in which they should not have lost the game at all. They ran a really weird fake field goal thing, and UCLA ended up scoring at the end of the game. Uh, Wyoming plus three at home against San Jose State. Wyoming, good team at home. Oddly, playing in the altitude, uh, I like them catching a field goal. Rice plus 10 versus UAB. Uh, I don't think UAB is very good, and Rice kind of hung with Houston. They're at home. I don't think UAB should be giving 10 points to anybody. Let's talk real quick Minnesota. Minnesota minus 12 at home against Purdue. Do you remember the year football season 2021? I do. We bet Baylor every single week, I think, like maybe not one. Undervalued. We're going to do the same with the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Minnesota has given up zero points, 10 points, seven points, and seven points in their four games. And they've scored in the 30s almost in every game. P.J. Fleck. They are stacked offensively. Zach Evans, uh, transfer. From TCU. From TCU. uh, Ibrahim. Tanner Morgan, that's a good, good football team. Ohio State better watch out. Physical. Uh, Western Kentucky minus five and a half at home against Troy. Troy living off of the Appy State almost win loss on Hail Mary. Uh, Western Kentucky's been beating the tar out of everybody. Give me Western Kentucky to slide in victory. Kansas Rock Chalk Jayhawk at home for my friend Kyle Hickey. Plus three and a half against Iowa State. This, I think, is now the market likes Kansas a little too much. I agree with that. This is a no-touch. Yeah, it's no-touch. This is going to be the toughest defense that Kansas has played. They have got some athletes on offense. Jaden Daniels is great. Simmons, I believe, the wide receiver. Yep. He's good. They're good. Real skinny. Kansas, very good offensively. Um, Iowa State drum-rolled them by 52 points last year, I believe. Washington, Washington, uh, Friday night, minus three at UCLA. Love it. Neutral site. (laughs) Neutral site because no one goes to UCLA games. Uh, Washington has looked really good this season. Um, Michael Penix is in the top three uh, Heisman ballots of all four of the CBS inside college football crew. Yeah, you're getting guys like Michael Penix and Jaden Daniels from Kansas on Heisman lists. It's I mean, crazy. it's crazy, but it well deserved. Yeah, I for mean, sure. they are they're hammering. 
We talked a little bit about Maryland at home, minus seven versus Michigan State. No Tua's brother, uh, so likely a no play on that one, although Michigan State's just not very good. Um, but that line seems about right at a touchdown. And then the last one, UMass, plus 19.5 at Eastern Michigan. I really like UMass in this one. I know we're not going to play it, but Eastern Michigan, bad. They this, should not be giving 20 points to anybody. This game shows that we are very analytics-driven because I can't believe we're talking <laughs> about it at all. I can't believe we're talking about UMass and Eastern Michigan. All right, we're going to get out of your hair, everybody. Thank you for listening. Of course, we are brought to you by Linesight2020.com. Go to www.Linesight2020.com. And our performance is there. I mean, we're up over 140 units since last September. It's literally free for the first month to get all of our picks. We're not giving all of our picks on the radio here into your ear holes. you got to use your eyeballs. So go there, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>